Hello. Yeah, Jeff, I'm coming on the call now, okay? <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> put your cock away. Jeff, it's me. I don't want to, it's me. Jeff, Jeff, cock away, Jeff. This is another episode of Decoding 40. All your fantasies come true. This is Hello, live from BK, but residing in Harlem. What's up? It's your boy Vin, aka Vinny Pugazi, master of impressions. Yo, what's up? This is Hour, and I'm talking directly into the mic. Welcome to the stage, guys. I just do heroin. That sounds gross. Y'all just trying to blame me out. Oh, I'm being a pastor. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another exciting episode of Decoding 40. My name is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rock. I'm here with my main man. L.O. A.k.a. HBO Max. <laughs> 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 there's a story there's a story coming you see you see l setting up the story. no that's inside baseball it should have been hbo mad max um, mad max <laughs> oh shit. that's my what's up what's up it's your boy vin in the building chilling nothing's going on it's one of those days oh my god here you go uh, it's one of those days what's up this is alaric so what is going on in your lives, fellas? Who wants to set it off? I think we've gotten to the point in 2020 where people don't care about their work. The world going to end soon, so we don't give it's, a fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we uh, got uh, the last of the contractors out of the apartment last week. But the level of... I guess I'll call it unprofessionalism because if you're a craftsman, part of your job is to keep your area clean. I should not have to come after you, come after you and clean up to show you how to clean your space. So I've just determined that people just don't give a fuck, period. And this is it. But on a happier note, I just want to um, give more shout outs to more friends who are doing some dope stuff and being recognized. Uh, good friends over at Holly Melanated Podcast won Brooklyn's People Choice Pod of the Year Award. Shout out to them. That's what's up. Shout out to them. And uh, PJ actually also won for the Dear You Project, which I was thankful to be a part of. I'm probably the, re probably the reason why he won it. So, PJ, you're welcome. Really? You think so? I think so. Okay. You know. Your shit was good. Me. Your shit was good. I'm saying I ain't here. <laughs> I can't really, you know what I'm saying, recommend... Therefore, that and then third, you know what I'm saying? No, it's actually a good series. I've, I've, I've listened good. to quite a few of them. Um, so congratulations to them and to him. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's all I got for the check-in. Oh, wait. And I'm sorry. Watch the finale of Lovecraft Country last night. Wow. It's it's an amazing season finale. That's and that's it. Up. Wow. This is an exciting check-in. Uh, <laughs> it's been a slow week. Man. Um, let's see what's going on in my life. All good news this week. Had a great day. I got promoted. I got uh, elected. I got elected the president of my business networking group. And it was a shock. Didn't know. Well, actually, nice. the shock came 
couple of weeks ago, but I, I took office this week. So I'm the president of my chapter. It was nice. It's, uh, it's about 30 people in there and we, we exchanged business and business referrals and power partners. And they was like, nah, Max the guy. So that, that was exciting. I got was there an election? Yeah. It's not formally an election. It's kind of like a selection. And I don't mm. quite know how the process works. But what I do know is um, there is a body of leadership who is in place and they kind of make a determination of who the next leadership should be. It's very third world. Like, uh, OK, you're in charge now. <laughs> it's very like that. But um, <laughs> wait, hold uh, on. You, you, you made it sound like it was a big deal. Then you made it sound like, 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 like it is. Yeah. All right. <laughs> No, it's yeah, it's got the short <laughs> Like there was a uh, bum named Charlie that came in and just said, Paulie, Charlie, whoever you point to is the president. Like Suge Knight. <laughs> Give, let me have him. All right. <laughs> Give it to the bear. Give it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, it's it's a it's a big deal and it's an honor and I'm and I'm flattered and um I'm taking it real serious and and uh you know. And what else happened this week? I got um, got some interesting projects that came in. So that was a lot of fun. Went to see moms and still trying to get these travel plans popping. Still trying to trying to get out of Dodge. I'm trying to figure that out. I'm trying to get a little break. And one of my clients sent me a couple bottles of very expensive wine. So we're drinking one of those right now. So thank, shout out to him. That's about it. Successful week. Successful week. Oh, and I hooked uh, a couple people up who are traveling. I cooked a couple of people up in other countries with accommodation. So I did my good deed for the week. So that's it. That's my check-in. So you, you doing travel agency shit now? <laughs> Mr. What do y'all think Mr. Rourke means, man? Go somewhere. I'll make uh, all your fantasies come true. This nigga's got a, he's got a travel agency on the low and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's how he makes his money. Just, just, just not nah, a travel the, the, the Mr. Rourke shit is free. If you, if you want to go somewhere that I have know somebody, um, I know people in a lot of places. So if you're trying to go somewhere, I usually know somebody that can accommodate. Living all over the world. <laughs> Hong Kong, Japan, DR, Colombia, Brazil, okay. Mexico. Um, I mean, I know some it. niggas in Queens. If you want to go to Queens right now, <laughs> I, I can call some niggas. The- <laughs> I can get you across the bridge. I get you to the bridge. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's you know, cool, man. Cool. Tell me what you tell me what your fantasy is. If I can, I'll make it happen. It's going to cost more if I got to get you to Florida. <laughs> I know somebody. I there, there was there was a there was somebody who was trying to get out of the states for a minute. They were like they don't want to be here for the election, so we got them a six month lease. Um, it's actually a woman too. We got them a six month lease in DR, and they all set up until uh, through uh, through the winter. So we got them all set up, got them all positioned, and all set up. So shout out to them. Um. No, nothing's really going on in my life right now. Uh, today's the day that uh, six years that my mother's been been gone, transitioned. So um, shout out to my mother. Miss her terribly. And uh, just miss the little things, man. Just like her voice. I, like I'm starting to not remember her voice. And I have very few recordings of her voice. You know, so that that was uh, actually was rough leading up to today. Actually, today's been pretty good, man. You know, um, mm. I got on here and I did some, uh, I, I put some videos together. You might see that on the live, you know what I'm saying? If you, uh, if you're tuning in on a Monday, you know, it is what it is, man. How, you, how have you been managing it? I, I guess managing you know, your feelings, I should say. Managing my feelings. I'm just trying to stay creative, I guess, and just do things and just keep my mind off the obvious. You know what I'm saying? Um, whatever that is. 
doing other things instead of instead of thinking about that all the time you know mm-hmm. that's that's easier said than done but you know you just try to keep your mind off the the obvious this is the best thing best advice i can give you you know we were talking about the 40 year old version last week and throughout yes. the week and rada in the story talks about her mom's and her dad's yes uh imprint on her creativity yes do you feel that same similar type of um connection with your mom through your creativity uh, my mother was very uh, artistically inclined and then clairvoyant, you know, on so many levels. But, yeah, I would say so, because I remember as a, as a child, I remember the the easel and her painting and stuff like that. And she would always she was always doodling or putting something together. Um, it wasn't until her later years in life that she actually started doing painting. But, mm. yeah, I, I would say so. There was definitely an influence there. You know what I mean? She she. Uh, as a kid, I like to draw, so she kind of nurtured that. So she would. My father worked. Uh, I forgot where he worked, but it was something. Either my father or my grandfather used to get these big ass rolls of paper that used to look like the ends of what they get on a uh, for like a printing press. So there would be, let's say, you know, it was it was an insignificant amount to the printing press, but for me, it was like this big ass roll of paper. So mm. I would just literally draw things over and over and over again and, and have these like rolls of paper all over the place. My grandmother kept a lot of that stuff, but uh, yeah, I, w- I say she nurtured it. And then like the comedy thing came from just being by myself a lot, you know what I'm saying? And, and kind of having my own time in my own head and then mm. just listening to voices and always doing impersonations. You know what I'm saying? So but shout out to mom. Oh, Miss you. Yes. Shout, out. shout out to mom. Rest in power all day. Rest in power, Terry. Yeah, well, um, so you know the song um, Cha Cha Slide. There's a point in the song where he says, "Let's get funky, 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 funky," and it's like a reverb of this of him saying "funky," right? So my kids love that song because you know it says "stomp five times, stomp to the left, stomp to the right, back it up, whatever." But they mispronounce the word "funky," and now my kids are running around saying "fucky, fucky." <laughs> Let's get fucking, fucking, fucking. They know what they're So we doing. discovered over the weekend that um, they are saying fucky to any song that they like. Nice. Nice. So, you know, when I dropped them off at school, I dropped them off, uh, my daughter off at school today. I just said to her teacher, I mean, I don't know if this is going to mean anything to you, but just in case, she's saying funky. <laughs> and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, she, meanwhile, she's she's, funky. she's looking at you as you leave. She's like, he has what? no idea. <laughs> Terrorize his teacher. Fucky, 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 fucky. fucky. This whole class is fucking funky. Because my daughter taught, who's older, taught my son. Mm. So now he's going to daycare with. <laughs> Two other two-year-olds saying fucky, fucky, fucky. Mr. Campbell, can we have a conversation (laughs) for a moment, please? So I had to let her know, too. He's saying funky. (laughs) He's like, what? I'm like, you know, if don't worry about it. Just know if he says he's saying funky. I would have believed that, Mr. Campbell, but (laughs) the boy was grabbing his (laughs) business while he said it, so... I tend to believe he's saying fucky. Right. He's he's talking to his friends. He's like, I just heard this brilliant word. Look. So you can say it. 
adults think you're saying something else. Yeah. <laughs> when you, you say it, their eyes pop open <laughs> wide. Yeah, right. Try it. He's like, yo, bro, yo, bro, yo, bro, come here. Come here. Just say, Fuck you. Go home and say this. You Go remember home when you were school? Yo, yo, come here, come here, come here. Yo, I got the <laughs> cheat code, yo. I got the cheat code. Fucky. Oh, my goodness. Put on the cha-cha slide and say fucky. Yeah, every 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 uh, kid uh, has a, a curse word they pick up. But they're not, those, they're not, they're not cursing. They're right. just mispronouncing a word. Well, very no, hilarious no, word cursing. No. You say shit. My, yeah. my, my, well, they, they, I mean, they are cursing, but they don't know that they're cursing. No, I, it could be. My my son has it, had appreciation and a very if, uh, interesting relationship with curse words. I remember I picked him up one time. He was out with uh, one of our cousins, and we don't give him. We never gave him McDonald's, but she did. So when I got in the car to take him out of the car, I see the McDonald's. I go, "What's up with the McDonald's?" He looks at me as if to play it off and says, "What the hell? <laughs> like what?" <laughs> Like he didn't know. Right. Like, how did I get there? <laughs> so they understand the words right. and they like to use them. They just don't know that there's some some barriers and some lanes that we have to establish. I would, well, I would agree with that only if she's if she said fucking dickhead, I would know exactly where she got that and why she's saying that. <laughs> oh, is that, that, you that is my ro- that's my road rage go to <laughs> fucking dickhead. Oh, now, she's saying she that says cool. that. Then I know. Oh, she's point. definitely mumbling on she's her breath, that breath yeah. when, uh, when the teacher Fuck says something. <laughs> right. when, when someone takes her blocks. Right. All right. Amara, what did you say? It's nap time. Fucking dickhead. Dickhead. It's time to clean up your space. Fucking dickhead. Oh. <laughs> Fucking decoding for it. So the second thing I wanted to talk about was um, L put in the chat that uh, Black Thought dropped some new music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was dope. listening to Stream of Thought 3. And I, all I kept thinking was, if Black Thought is not in your top five of the yeah. best rappers to ever touch a microphone, after listening to this next project, you are a hip-hop tourist. Mm. Not a purist. Yeah. A fucking tourist. Mm. You're fucking riding on a double-decker bus through bed <laughs> to stop and look at Biggie's house. You are a fucking tourist. Get out of here. Pedestrian. Seriously. He didn't even say top 10. He said top five. That's top uh, five, dude. Like, yeah. Not black. Know, that, that he album opens so his mouth and fucking fire comes out of his yeah. mouth. And it's so easy. Mm. Yeah. It just flows. Yeah. And the concepts that he's spitting and the yeah. words that he's connecting are beautiful. I, I I can get the five without without mentioning Nas. So I, I feel you, but mm, mm, mm. nigga, your top five is Rock Cam. I I mean, I can I can go Rock Cam, KRS One, Big Daddy Kane, Kooji Rap before I even right before we even get to Nas. So, but you know, you but know, you know I, what? I feel him, but, that, but mm. that's generational. So you know, you you you, I Jay. think you got to do it in like five year blocks. Right. So you got to go from like 79 to 84, 84 to like 89, 89 to like 94, 95, 95 to like 2000. But you got to go on five year blocks. Coogee rap is dope. But is he one of the best that ever spit lyrics? No. Mm. I, mm. I'm Black Thought is Black Thought is in the, in the, I'm talking He's about. A- 
in the top five right now. Right now, out right now, he's in the top five. Mm. So there's this uh, new brand that's I called Goat, it's called, but they go G G O T E, greatest of their era. Yeah. And I think that's a, a great way to start thinking about these types of conversations because there's there's no way to collapse forty years of hip hop into five people into five people. people. It's just it's, it's impossible. Man or women, man, man yeah. or woman. and there's so different, so yeah. many different uh, criteria and benchmarks that you can use to create the list. It's crazy. The KPIs. There's too many KPIs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but no, but I yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm I am willing to ch- listen to the Black Thought uh record and and give you a Did you listen uh, to the first two? Ah, uh, I didn't. He was oh. listening to Drake. Did you at least oh. listen? Did you at least listen to that Funk Flex freestyle? Yeah, I listened to the Funk Flex freestyle. I'm, I, yeah, he's dope. He's I just not a don't Black think... Thought fan. He's not a Black Thought fan. No, no, no. I'm, it's he's not that not. I'm not a Black Thought flan, fan. I'm. Uh, he's he's cool. He doesn't cool. like lyrics. He's good. He likes, he likes nah. He likes just jogger likes, pants. I did. Yeah. I no. He I just wants, think he it, wants I, to get jiggy. Some with of it. his shit. Some of his shit to me is predictable. It's like I know what he's gonna say. But also, but I but I rhyme. Hold on. But I rhyme for ten years. So it's like some of the shit he's saying. I'm just like. Mm. <laughs> No. I know what's coming. I know what's coming. <laughs> Never rhymed anything. And and I'm like, mm, this is okay. I like he's dope. But then I hear, but but then I but then I hear, but Rick then I, but then I, but then nigga, are you in your own top five? Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> it's dialogue. No, I Everybody, it's Rock him. Jay Z, and then it's me. Every, everybody should rap. be in their own top five. Everybody should be in their own top five. Everybody should be feeling. No, themselves. no. Tigger should not be in his own top five. <laughs> everybody should be in their own top five. All right. That is a suspect statement. Yo, that's a lot. Of, but that's a lot of the debates we have is purism, is purist versus. So I, I had this discussion. I said, I said, you know, and I wanted to purist versus tourist, like you said. No, I, I I think it's I think it's purist versus versus results. So if I asked you guys purist versus results, so versus results. I'm gonna put MC so, Hammer and 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 uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me, question. Let me ask the no, question. In this in this in this in this equation, question. if if Eminem is in your top five before Black Thought, you are a hip hop tourist. All right, that's your opinion. Wow. But so, but here's but here's that my is question. My opinion. That's all right. You allowed? It's to a it. fucking fact. It ain't no fucking opinion. <laughs> it's, it's a, a and, you, and you and you allowed the and you allowed to visit hip hop land too. So, but here's my question. Here's my oh question my for you guys. God. What has nothing to do with nothing? Is Puffy in your top ten producers of what of hip hop? Yeah, no. Because why? Not. Puffy doesn't produce anything. He does produce. Puffy he does. does. Produce. Don't don't drag him. But you, but when you're talking about top ten producers, you're also talking about Gamble and Huff. You're also talking about Quincy right. Jones. I think you meant hip hop. No, no, hip hop, hip hop, oh, hip hop producers. Still, he's in the top ten. 10 yes, absolutely, absolutely. Vinny is Puffy in your top ten hip hop producers? No. Why? Wow. Because it's when I when I'm thinking producer, I'm thinking a motherfucker who puts the who. Finds the music, puts the record together. Puffy just kind of. Hey, puts you've the never idea been together. in the studio. You've never been in the studio with Puff, so you don't know Yo, actually man. what he does. First of all, but, don't uh, even but say I that. Realized. Yo, when I was working that bad boy, nigga, from like '96 <laughs> to 2004, when was I was you in going the mail room? cheesecake, mm. nigga, I was getting the cheesecake. Oh, you getting the cheesecake? Got gotcha, you. Gotcha. <laughs> but <laughs> but, but I realized, I realized a, a lot of our debates are that Puffy made some of the greatest records, but he never touched the boards. 
And that's what we fight about a lot of times is, is we argue from this pr- perspective of purism well, with well, hip hop and other things as well. A producer doesn't touch the boards. An engineer touched the boards. The producer. Some producers do. Yes, some producers uh, a Scott, do. A Scott but most, but does most, most producers a, have mm-hmm. an engineer. That's correct. Across the board. Most That's producers correct. have engineers across the board. But the producer is is coming up with what makes this sound the best? What is going to make this sonically the best thing that can possibly be out there? That's what makes a producer. So, of course, you got to put Puffy in there yeah. because he knows he has an ear. He created an entire sound. So whether Puffy was on the boards or not, musically, I think he's one of the greatest. But he created a, an entire era that that all, a lot of these guys are still living off of. Been around, so, world, nah, yeah, yeah. so wait, Yo. but you still say with that, he he does not deserve to be in the top 10? I think he does. Not I absolutely think he does. Yeah, top 10, I, not I, top five. Uh, oh, I thought you said he did not mm. deserve to be in the top 10. I'd have to think about who was before him. I mean, you definitely got Dre, Premier, Tim, so probably not. But, yeah. Anyway. Q-Tip. I, I'm still waiting to see Q-Tip. I would love to see Q-Tip versus Missy Elliott in the next versus battle. That would be a good one. I think nah, that would be epic. Busta versus Missy. Busta's not a producer. Missy's an artist. She's a most, she's, she's, she's the female Buster. She's creatively. I can't stand the rain. I can't stand the rain. Okay. I, I can't stand the rain. Is the to me is the equivalent is the female version of put your hands where my eyes can't see. And but I she's a singer. She's, she's a that. she's a performer and a producer. But but they are and songwriter. They're they're, not, they're, they're, they're two yeah, animated acts though. Like they they are the ones that stretch that that have stretched our imagination as far as what hip hop is. Her right. on the R and B hip hop side, him on the hip hop side. Yeah, but you okay? So if if Missy was a dude. We're not going to match her with another no, dude. No, we're not jumping to that. Well, we have to. We have to. Because it, you wouldn't match her with another dude who's not doing what she's doing. But she wouldn't have done what she did if she was Because Buster a dude. can only do half of what she can do. But if somebody had did what Missy did as a dude, it would have looked like Buster. But I'm talking about musically. And even if I wanted to throw in the videos. So, so you put Nelly and Ludacris against each other, right? Because Which, they're two, because they're because they're two artists. But you put, right, but then what? Okay, me, they, they both were producers right. too. What did they produce? The Lunatics on Nelly's side and uh, DTP on uh, producers. Like they Ludacris. produce music. Yeah, Ludacris. Produced yes, for sure. Why is that surprising to you? I, I'm surprised. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I produced, will look up Nelly as a producer. Oh no, I meant uh I don't know if Nelly's producing, but I know Luda was I'm definitely producing. Pretty sure Nelly produced the Lunatics. Did he produce it or did he produce it on paper? Okay, well this is the exact same conversation we had five minutes ago. Is it? it, it but that's, but that's Puffy's job. Puffy, Puffy was not that was Puffy's job as a producer. Well what are we saying? That people can only do one job? No. Okay. Then I think he's multifaceted and I'm pretty sure he produced that album or whatever projects that they had that came out. So the one Saint Lunatics album in it, that makes him a producer. How many times you got to smoke crack before you're a crackhead? I don't know. <laughs> if you continue to smoke crack, you're a crackhead. <laughs> well, okay. I, I think he produced crack, more than one if song. You smoke, if you smoke crack once, I'm, I'm pretty sure he produced more than one song. It's an right. accident. You just, you just smoke crack accident. once. <laughs> I think he produced more than one song. 
Well, one album. Right? Albums are made of songs, so you have to produce like, the I, songs I just, that I just, I just, I just are can't, collected I, in that album. I just don't think of Nelly in the same regard as I would think of a quest y'all, love. Y'all about to make Vinny's head explode talking about Nelly as a producer. You know, like Vinny's head is about I, to like explode and blood. I, I is think it's I think that's a wild I think it's a wild hot take. And uh anyway, I'd like to see <laughs> Okay. I'd like to see uh You mean Nelly Hot and, and Missy. Hot I'd like to see that and... versus. I think the thing that is be, what what would, what songs are so you're saying that they're going to just play any songs that they produce, not just their songs. Well, that's the thing. They both have producers and artists. What songs will Q-Tip put up? And anything that he's been involved in. Isn't that, you, isn't that you, the rule? You can go of to Nas' first album. One love, one love. No, but those are the, those are the, those are the hooks and the screwballs and the things that uh, people I mean, throw listen, in. I'm, I'm not mad at it. That would be a good versus too, but I'm not mad at so. a Buster and uh, Missy versus either. I, yeah, I'd like to see Buster and Missy. Fuck it. She could she could battle them both. Yeah, Missy Missy can hold her own against most men. Yeah. Missy, I Missy, think that's Missy, true. Missy, Missy's fire. But, Missy's but fire. the thing is, it's like when you when you only put her up against another artist and not somebody who's also on the production side, you sort of minimize what she's what she's I see what you're saying. I don't think it's minimizing. Right? I don't think it it's is. minimizing. How is it, it minimizing? Is. Who, but because do you put Q tip up against Buster? No. No. Because Buster's not that deep. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay. You, you, ju- you just jumped off. Think of the think of the think, of the think of the think of the well. No, no, hold on, hold on. Think of the well of music that he's produced, has been involved with from the Who, beginning of his from the beginning of his career. Q-tip. Okay. That he can pull from, versus Buster, who was on who has served as an artist, but not as a producer. Do you or know how he, many hit a, records I, that Buster has? Buster's catalog. Let me let me ask you. catalog will crush Q-tips from a performance and a popular standpoint. Buster's catalog is bananas. Now you're just talking crazy. You think Buster? But put your hands. You say Buster would be able to pull more hits produced or performed on. No, are you talking about solo? Are you talking solo solo hits from Q-tip? Are you just talking? Are you, are you also including in the songs that he's produced? There is no songs better feature than Busta Rhymes. Songs he's ever. produced, songs that he's been on. He's been on most a lot of the songs that he's produced, but he's also been on. He's also produced songs that he's not on. I think if we would have really taken verses like keep it very, moving? very strict. <laughs> right now then, we're talking amongst ourselves. <laughs> then if we if it was just song for song that they've created, like th- that it was their song. Three, like they're they're the lead on the song. That's what I'm saying. But you know, who, you know who's versus, that how versus I want to see. You know who whose verses I want to see? David Bowie and Prince. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come follow us over at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Decoding Four Zero. Be social. Peace. So Megan Thee Stallion did this amazing tribute on SNL. And the question is, are we taking care of our black women? Because she asked the question. So I'm going to put it to you guys. Are we taking care of our black women? Can we do more to take care of our black women? Can we do more to protect our black women? 
And what are the criteria? What does that protection look like for all of you? We talked about Bill Burr last week extensively during our podcast. And we talked about the Meg Thee Stallion performance um, during our live. So we didn't really give it the same weight that we gave um, what Bill Burr had to say about about white women. And I don't know. I, I'm not really sure. And I'm still trying to unpack why we why we made the decisions that we made. Are we supporting? So, the, but it made me question: like, are we supporting and protecting black women in in the way that we should be doing? Like, they should never be vulnerable to attack with us around. But somehow they they have been. Um, they, they, we, we've allowed it to happen. But Bill Burr, for some reason, him speaking about white women and, and and they're exercising their privilege, spoke to us so much that we had to talk about it and we brought it to the show rather than the live. And I, I just wanted to see where we are with that. Like, why weren't we so moved by by what she did? Why weren't we as moved by what she did? Because that was to the benefit of of all of us. I've been hearing more uh, women say that they don't feel protected uh, by black men in this political and cultural space. And on some levels, it's, it's an amazingly true how ignorant we've been in, in perpetuating some of the images and stereotypes that uh, denigrate black women for decades now. And it's tough, I think, on some levels to hear it, but we are witnessing where black women have been perpetually at the forefront where you don't see the movement as vocal, I think, from Black men for Black women that have been violated by the state. That said, I don't like, or I would not like for us as a culture and a, um, people to resort to this idea that Black men are better than Black women, Black women are better than Black men. Like It takes both of us to create this... Um, a better society that respects and protects one another. I've been thinking a lot about this because these conversations, actually, I've been having these conversations before Rick or LO brought this up. I'm very protective of black women, but I also want to empower black women. And I don't want black women to feel coddled. I don't want black women to feel like they got to stand behind me. I want to stand next to them. But at the same time, I do think, especially in a, in a work environment or in a professional environment, the black woman is protected in a way that the black man is not. I think the black man is more of a target in a professional environment than the black woman is. I think the black woman is more valued by the white man in the professional environment than the black man is not taking anything away from the black woman. But I do think that we are more of a target. We, I, I think we're standing more out on a ledge than black women are in the, they're more valued by corporate America and they're more valued by the professional establishment than black men are. That's, that's that's true, and it's, uh, that's acknowledged. But the point is that when a black woman is violated in that space, we are not stepping into the role of protector. They're saying that we're not stepping into the role of protector as we should, mm -hmm. and 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 that was that was what I was struggling with too. Because I feel like any woman that's around me, I feel like I have to be. A protector. I have to, I'm going to take care of my family. I'm going to take care of my wife. I'm going to take care of every woman that I, that is in, in my life. But how does that extend to women who aren't in my life? Right. So am, 
have I been as activated by the murder of Sandra Bland or the murder of uh, Breonna Taylor as I was uh, of the murder of Freddie Gray? Was I as activated? Was I as concerned about their well-being? And I'm talking about in a global sense, not not in the sense of the people that you know and can put hands on, right? Why 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 have we not said to the because this is I feel like we have come up short in a way because we haven't said to the world you are not allowed to do this to our women like they've said you are not allowed to do this to our men. We haven't done the same thing. Brianna Taylor it, is it has nothing to do with white men and their value of who but of that's us but, or them. But that's separate. But that's separate. Breonna Taylor was an anomaly. Sandra Bland was an anomaly. The average person of color who was killed is going to be a man. So Sandra Bland was, to me, my opinion, this is strictly my opinion, was somebody who got out of control, did something that they shouldn't have did, and we don't have it on camera. That's what I think happened. Okay? Strictly my opinion. Uh, Breonna Taylor, she was not targeted. Black men in general are targeted specifically to a point where we feel uncomfortable, regardless of age, regardless of social status, regardless of of our accolades and professional acumen and education. Doesn't matter when those cherries go on behind you. We all feel the same. Doesn't matter. Well, you're talking about you're talking about backlash from uh, white America. Black women are making a statement in regards to not only dealing with white America, but also dealing with negativity from black men. Exactly. So it's, it's a little more, um, I, in, I think the, 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 the hate the, is yeah. a little more in depth than, you know, what yeah. a black man is dealing with, because again, and then the, the black woman is also dealing with the, you know, the heartbreak of that as well. So it's, it's a lot of uh, things that the, that a woman is dealing with that, a man not be, may not be dealing with. You got to deal with uh, the men trying to fuck with you on top of, you know, white America. It's, it's a lot. Right. And that's what I was going to say. I think the blind spot in this conversation is that not only are we not creating a sense of protection around them in on a national or global, from a national or global perspective, but even domestically, what we're saying, <laughs> what what I'm hearing is that black women don't feel protected because they're constantly having to be on guard, even with the people or the men that are supposed to be their protectors. And that's where I think the conversation sort of goes adrift because we are not hearing crystal clear the call for us as men to be more accountable in the way that we see them, treat them, regard them, even talk about them in 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 daily dialogue or even um, through cultural uh, creative means. So. It's one thing to say, yeah, they might have a higher uh, level on the rung in in corporate America, but if they don't, if they're not able to go home and feel the protection that they are craving or desire or want or need, and then have to deal with, like Vin said, the the corporatocracy of white supremacy, then where is their protection? I, I, my only issue with this is in the I've had these conversations with women of color. A lot of times it's we don't feel protected, understand, heard, acknowledged. However, when I ask the question of how can I be more of a steward to your protection, 85 to 90 percent of the time, I don't get a clear answer. 
I don't know what bullet I'm supposed to step in front of. I don't know what landmine I'm supposed to jump on. So for me, I think it's a lack of clarity around. I'm okay with you with with Elo what you're saying around around the com the, the the conversation of protection, the protection conversation or in the room, but I don't know. I I don't See, know as that, as a that man is the, that what is I'm the supposed easy to part. I think the hard part is looking at our behavior and what I was saying about how we activate and what we feel. Like this this woman, uh, Atiana, mm-hmm. Atiana, the one that the, the woman that got shot when she was inside her inside her house through a mm-hmm. window, mm-hmm. right? Why didn't that activate everything in this country? Mm. In the same way that George Floyd's murder didn't activate. And that tells you right there that the loss of a man on camera meant more to us than the loss of a woman on Mm -hmm. camera. And that's the stuff that we have to look at. Like, why is that not just as important to us to get out in the streets or to start to activate around their lives? Because it didn't happen. Right. It took George Floyd before this the world said that this is not going to stand. Right. Before we said that. And we we have not seen the type of movement from black men around black women that have been harmed by the state. Yeah. Even with Sandra Bland, that was a movement that was pushed by black women. Do you think it's racial or more of a um cultural thing as far as it and then i'm not saying black culture or white culture necessarily american culture or just the the general culture of the world where a man is more important than woman i mean that's just a, a belief in a lot of society i'm just saying it and i'm not just i mean it's it's a belief well this is part what we have to reckon with right so yeah our, is is our belief system causing us to denigrate our sisters and is that what we believe right no, right, I'm and I'm not saying our believe, believe system. I'm saying the belief system that we've adopted. That's what I'm. Yeah, saying. that's what I'm saying. We we we've all been brainwashed, you know, to a certain extent to believe that, you know, and and having those feelings and then raising daughters. So, like, you know, that's the conflict in itself. You know, you want to raise a strong daughter, but then you're being affected by a belief system that was pushed upon you, and then you know it's kind of a part of your DNA in a sense. So that's the fight right there in itself. Here I have my child and then I have this belief system, you know? Right. So the question is, what are we going to do about it? It Well, things that have to change. Well, I mean, things in general have to change right now because you're talking not only from uh, the woman perspective, but gay rights, transgender rights, all those things are are, are in the forefront right now. Right. But our- you, you just you just obfuscated what I asked you and you just conflated everything. I'm asking you, what are we going to do? about black women feeling more protected? Uh, that's a good question. And I don't have I, the answer. I think, the, I mean, the first step is we have to start being, we have to start leading the charge when women are being violated by this system, by white men, by white women, by us. We have to start leading the charge to say that, no, this is unacceptable. In the same way that we want our white allies to be vocal about when they see something that's racist. We want them to, when we're not in the room, we want them to say, no, that doesn't, that's, that's not cool. Mm. That's, that's the least we can do. That's where we can start. But then when we have situations like Breonna Taylor, we can't wait for women, we can't wait for uh, the women who are leading the charge now to be at the forefront. 
Like we, why aren't we standing tall? Why aren't we standing strong? Why aren't we at the front line saying you can't do this to our women? Right. That I think that's where we need to start. And and talking to white in, institutional infrastructure as well as anyone else, individuals who would violate black women. So so first of all, what is our response? What is our power? And how do we exercise that? I, I our think response to what to black women being infringed upon. I'm not even going to say assaulted or whatever. I'm not going to put any labels on it. I think the first part is what Alaric said is, one, we have to determine that that's not going to happen on our watch. I think the second part is having the conversation with sisters saying, now that we've established that we are not going to accept you being minimized and violated in any shape or form, what do you need to elevate this conversation? Because it, right. it can't so, fall back into a patriarchy where we're, we're telling them what we're going to do. I, but I think some of these things are simple and some of these things are more complex. So, in other words, there was a video that I just watched recently where there was a sister who was who was called out of a name or who was violated in a store and in, in a local convenience store. And the brothers went to the store and shut the store down and said, this store is not going to operate because the guy who's operating this store who didn't own it was not going to be in business. And they went in the store with guns, not not pointed at him, but they but they were legal carry and said, you're not going to be able to operate here because we feel violated. Those are very obvious cases of, or if someone violates in, 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 the, in the neighborhood, we can go and address it. That's mm. very different than a black woman in a corporate environment who is violated by, by one of her coworkers in some regard that we maybe can't prove it's different. So how are we moving to address these situations? It's, on different it's not levels? necessarily different. It, you actually, when you said that, it reminded me of a situation that I encountered when we were at a corporate function. A lot of drinking was going on. And this employee who was a brother was incredibly drunk. And he starts saying things to one of my coworkers who she and I were really cool. And he, he was saying things that you wouldn't What's even say. initials L.O.? No, it was not. Okay. Was not. Okay. LO was on the other side of this equation. Right. And he said something to her that you would not even say if you were in a regular club situation, but let alone this being a corporate situation, you have to know how to compose yourself. It, when it's free liquor, there's always probability of a problem. Is, it rises exponentially. So I had to pull him to the side and say, bro, this is not professional. I know there's a lot of drinking going on. But you have to get yourself in control. And he was not able to do so. So we had to actually move him out of the space respectfully and without catching charges. But still. And he didn't understand that even those actions have ramifications. So now because you're in the corporate space, when it gets back to the office, that has to be dealt with. So now you you are on a performance intervention plan. So those small things, those things are just standing in the gap. When you see a sister being violated, that's the baseline. Where we move from that is starting to have the conversation that says, sister, what do you need in order to feel protected? And that is a conversation that's ongoing because culture evolves. Systems evolve. Institutions start to change slowly, but they change. So we need to figure out what is the good balance for everyone to feel like they can be self-actualized in the space. 
Hey, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this episode, and I'm sure you are, be sure to catch the guys for Decoding 40 After Dark every Monday night at 11 p.m. if you're on the East Coast and 8 p.m. if you're on the West Coast. Streaming live on Facebook and YouTube, it's the same shit, just live. Decoding 40 After Dark. So so I'm really interested in this topic, and I'll tell you why, and I think it's relevant, so I'll tell a story I wasn't going to talk about. Last week, I got karen Mm. I won't I won't go into all the details, but there was a white woman who made a decision about me and she brought all of these white men to bear who put me in a compromising situation. And because of that, there was a negative outcome. That's what Did you record it. It wasn't that type of situation. Oh, it was. Yeah, I told us I told us I told us it wasn't the record kind of situation. <laughs> it was more like somebody made a determination this 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 white woman made a determination about me and she enlisted these white men to take action against me and they did he's a bear Re- regardless <laughs> <laughs> regardless of the truth so my thing is is i want to protect black women i'm cool with all of that i want i i want to protect women period black this women specifically just did all lives matter. specifically no 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 he walked us into that shit wow no 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 but hear what i'm saying but but hear what i'm saying but hear what i'm saying oh, fucking Martin i want to protect the land it was the it was the white wine Jesus. i blame the white wine <laughs> go ahead you walked us into all lives matter let's go we already here but what I don't want us to do, Play ball. I don't want, <laughs> I just don't want us to be trigger happy. I don't want us to be trigger happy because somebody does a call and response and we're supposed, and we're supposed to immediately jump salty because I've seen a lot of, a lot of black men suffer at the call and response of I'm feeling some type of way. And because I feel some type of way, you're supposed to fall on your sword for that. So I want black women to be respected. This is not about respect. This is not about respect. But at the same time, I think we need to be prudent around when we exercise our power and how we exercise our power, even though we're trying to be supportive. I want to be there for him. I am there for him. But is yeah, anyone here? That me was no, that was the most maggot shit I've ever heard on this show. <laughs> Quite possibly. All right. Sorry. That that was that was I I need to be misogynist because right like what, what and is here that? are That's the not what reasons I'm why That's yeah not what I'm saying well you, well but you didn't really answer the question you just okay went on ask a me rant the question of, again <laughs> you, you just kind of went on a rant about <laughs> why black women need to shut their mouths and just take <laughs> no 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 I never said none of that uh, I never said none of that I never said none of that oh wait for Philly back wait for Jesus. the Jesus oh my god it's fine it's fine it's fine it's really? like if if someone says I don't feel protected and you're like ah eh, you're protected enough. Yeah, come on, babe. You're, you're protected. Yeah. No, I'm not. No, touch, that's not touch. what I'm saying. You're, you're protected. Come on, honey. Booby. Booby. Come on, sweet tits. <laughs> you're protected enough. Come on. No, that's I not gotta get me a coffee. Have you seen what these white women are going through? Come on, sister. No, no, no. no. What I'm saying is, is, what I'm saying is, is, I got accused by a white woman of something that I didn't do. And I'm suffering because of it. Or I'm being called to what task for something black woman? that I didn't do. Yeah. What does that have to do with black women? Has that happened to any of you? Have any what of you is, been called to task? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Have any oh of you been called God. to task for things that you have not done? 
This is the white wine bear. This is a yes or no question. This is a yes or no question. No, it's not. Have I ever been accused of something? Have you ever been called to task by a white woman? Did you rape this white woman? Oh, God. (laughs) Never mind. What's the task? Like, you think think you haven't been called to task? He might have asked her to slap him. Mm. And she's no. Can you give some more I details? Because I'm, I'm, I'm I was, just, now I was, I'm curious. I was, I was accused of something that I did not do. Okay. Did you grab about a pussy? Did, did you grab about a pussy? I haven't left my ass. house, so anything that 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 we're discussing is virtual and conversation. Oh, oh, so you, oh, oh, you tube and tubed her. You tube and tubed her. He tube and tubed her. Hey, Zootube. I saw his Johnson. You tilted <laughs> your you tipped your MacBook. YouTubing. How was YouTubing? <laughs> I was too. I got accused. Of, I got accused of something that I didn't do. So what I'm saying is, is what I'm saying. I'm I'm asking if anyone has ever been accused of something that they didn't do, and what how that does made that have feel. to do with the protection? Yeah, like, like yeah. I'll like, get there. I'll get there. I'll get there. Okay. Please. So so. You're going to start with a white woman and get back to a black woman and their protection by Exactly. I'm just I'm just talking about an experience that I had this week. All right. So, but what does that have to do with are, are you supposed to defend your woman regardless if they're right or wrong? In if public? Perception, Were you dating this white woman? No, I'm, I'm trying to understand how this white woman is in, involved. If your perception, if your perception is that they did something wrong. Or, or you don't agree? Are you supposed to defend them anyway? You always, you're always supposed to get your wife's back or your woman's back. No, Period. I said a black woman. It doesn't have to necessarily be your wife because your wife, <laughs> I get it. Your sister, I get it. Your cousin, I get it. This is not well, about supporting. Right, about this black is not about. Women. Su- talking about. This black is not women. supporting. So- this is not about supporting someone <laughs> who who is in bad. I'm actor. asking. Did you listen to the examples that I put forward? No. I'm were talking any of them about white? how did were, we were any, Alaric, were any of your examples white? I don't think so. Then no, he did not answer it or oh, listen sorry. to those. So stop it. Stop I, it. I, that's not, none of that is what I said. Oh, exactly I want to live is fine. <laughs> a black woman is being threatened. <laughs> I've got to step to the occasion. Oh, hold on, Darkie. I've got to deal with this white woman. <laughs> Let me make none sure she's okay first. <laughs> none, of, none of this shit is what I said. Are you okay, my angel? <laughs> Hello, white woman. What are you accusing me of today? Oh, thank you so much, sir. You black nigga. Are you okay, Yo, yo, this is this is super offensive to me, only because I've come in, I've I've come to the defense of many sisters on many occasions at much cost. Okay. So So again, I'm I'm not talking about the women that you can reach out and put a hand on. Because yes. it's a it's a bigger question than just that. All right. So I think my problem is it's too amorphous. It's, it's Why not do you have a problem? It's not specific enough to me. What you're just saying is, is what, come to our defense. What, what specificity you would you like? I would like to know, come to your defense for what? For for which slight? <laughs> for what does what? it look like? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait what a minute. do I, I get out of right, right? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. But that's fair. That's fair. That's that, fair. That's fair. Oh, this dude is turning into Mac Trump. So <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So okay. If if the women are saying that they don't feel protected, your response is. What do you want what? me to do about it? Yeah, what do you want me to do? <laughs> no, 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 no. If you're saying you don't feel protected, then I'm saying, and and I'm saying, and I'm saying, and, and what you're, your response was. 
How no, did no, no. Your response you? was no. Your response was how? What can we do to feel make you feel protected? My first question is: Is what happened? Okay, so here's the and difference. In what way don't you feel protected? What did you do? Oh, I can understand. Right, it. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, no, no. So no, I, I think your your, your protection is conditional. Yeah, I think the no, first part of that conversation has to be: I'm here for your protection. For your protection, what more can I do? You, you're right. looking at it as look, look here, freedom. sister. What the fuck do you need? Every time I turn around, you, you need something. Not, what did you do? What did you do to that white man to offend him? What'd you do? That's not what, what I'm saying. That's what's in what it for me? <laughs> I'm, none of these. None of these are true. Meg, I, I think what part I, of. What, I think. Uh, I think the the distinction that I'm drawing off of what you're saying is yeah. that it is amorphous. Is it is a conversation that's evolving. But there are some concrete things that we can do. First off, we can just be there. When Freddie Gray uh, situation went off, when uh, Eric Gardner and all the other brothers, women just showed up. So did we not show up for Breonna Taylor first? No, even our even our podcast, we were the first one that we called the show. Breonna Taylor, you did that. We called it like like we did that. We was early yeah, but that, with that, but that's, and then everybody but, bit that. So and but, we, and this and this is a show from a black male perspective. So to say to to say that no black men showed up is is not is not. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't not, say no black men didn't show. No black men. I didn't say that. Uh, that's what you got. That's black no men as a right. black men as a whole, we have not done for black women what they've done for us, and that's true to life. Okay. Because they they were activated, but we weren't activated in the same way. We didn't get out in the streets in the way that they got out in the streets when a brother died. We didn't get out in the streets the same way. And, and I think that's the distinction that they're making. And if you look at one of the people who's leading the, leading the Breonna Taylor um, effort is Tamika Mallory. Like, she is at the forefront of this. My son is right there next to her and other brothers that are in that organization. Yes, but she's keeping this shit moving. Yeah, she's electric. Okay. So, okay, let me ask you this way, Max. So you, you feel like black men have done enough? No, I don't think it's ever enough. This is never, this, I get that. Like, there's never enough. We can always do more. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, 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 is to say none of us and no one showed up isn't fair. That's, can we no do, one can said we that. Do, hold on, wait, wait, let me finish. To do more, I think, I think that we can. But we need to put some definition around it. Too many things, I think, are just fucking out there in the ether. And it's like, and the problem is, is you're asking me to hit a target, which isn't well, well-defined. Well, it's well, not well-defined. First, I'm there. I'm here the for question. it. But you, what, what you need what to is that, what is it? Why no. don't you feel supported? We have to find out why, and that's that's part of this conversation. We're having this conversation between four brothers, and there's no women involved in this conversation. But we're we're talking to each other about what we can do to better support our women, not women that are directly connected to us, but. As a whole, our community, our global community of black women who haven't felt supported in the same way that they've supported us. Like, does, that, right. that, does that part resonate? Because I'm actually looking at this and it says, according to the CDC and prevention, uh, women are more likely to be killed by a spouse than a stranger. Furthermore, non-Hispanic black women who are at the highest rate of homicide at 4.4 homicides per 100,000. And I think that's what is the underlying message and cry for black men to step up and and figure this out for ourselves what is it that is preventing us 
from protecting our women on several levels and from several aspects. Like that's the question we need to ask ourselves. And I don't think it's productive to say, well, you haven't clearly defined what it is that you need. So <laughs> you you get, I'm just saying to say right, that you, but, okay, you, get, right. you get what you need together and then come back is that's, not, that's not what I'm the type saying. of that's discourse we saying. need to have. But if somebody asks me to support them and they can't tell me how, and, you, and I just sit there and I listen and they tell me I'm not doing enough, then I'm caught between a rock and a hard place. Do you understand? Do you understand that difficulty? No, not necessarily, because I'll give you another example. There's a a local uh, business that was vandalized um, a couple of days ago. It might have been over the weekend. And the store owner wrote on her IG how one of the patrons of the, the restaurant just called her and said, what do you need? And the store owner responded and said, I don't need anything. But the patron showed up anyway and said, I'm on my way and just started sweeping. Hmm. So it's not that you have to figure out the entire plan as to what she's going to do with insurance, what she's going to do about security. But you have to be there and start to do something to help alleviate her pain and her stress. I, I don't I don't discount that. I'm not discounting that. I'm not discounting that. All right. Sisters, we support you. I support you 100%. I don't care what they say. Especially the white ones. <laughs> Becky with the good hair. <laughs> I like God. Like, this guy is really capable. Uh, because because I love him. This is brought because to you by I'm, white girls. Ivory soap. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing whiter than ivory. <laughs> Hello, my friend. This is Black Jesus. And when I'm down here on Earth, the first people I got to come to bless is the good guys over at Decoding 40 because, you know, they doing my work. They doing God's work because you niggas need guidance. So because we just absolutely positively cannot not talk about it, what is up with your man Ice Cube? All right, so here's the thing. I really like the fact that Ice Cube has gotten involved in this conversation. What I don't like is that it doesn't appear that he has gotten up to speed in terms of all of the machinations that are involved in creating legislation for that is specifically for black folk. So if the CBC, the Congressional Black Caucus is doing something, they should be a part of that conversation. If what is it until uh, justice, until freedom, until freedom, if they've got an agenda, they should be at the table and that conversation should be had collectively. He shouldn't be the bull in the China store coming in saying, well, I didn't see a plan for black people, so here's my plan. Because that's disrespectful to all the people who have been putting in the work over the last couple of years. And I think the, the, the part that makes it more troubling is that the perception that he's been used by the Trump administration in order to create more dissension among black people with this idea that, oh, Trump uh, administration is working with black people and they put this, oh, and they put this uh, $5 billion uh, price tag in to going into black communities, but that money is not earmarked for just black communities. Further, just to play semantics with words to change the uh, Trump or portions of the Trump policy from minorities to black is like, whatever. Like, that's not so- part of policy discussion. From what I understand, Cube's point was he reached out to the Biden clique. He reached out to the Trump clique. Trump was like, all right, we'll make those adjustments right now. He reached out to the Biden clique and they was like, holler at us after the election. No, that's not a, a, a great. Uh, uh, hold on. 
Hold no, because because it's not that Trump was like they were like, can we cheat off your paper? We need we need to bump our grade up, so wait we need to adopt some of the things that you've written, and and they didn't even do that. So wait, wait, wait. But regardless of that, re- regardless of what the outcome of the response was, for me, it was. And I'm a big Cube fan. My issue with this is the timing. I feel like they are making Cube a useful actor and they are using him to peel off the black male vote because the black male vote is looking for a reason to not vote for the Biden ticket. There is a huge population of black men that are looking to not vote for the Biden ticket and they are trying to use both Kanye. They are trying to use T.I. They're trying to use Cube to peel off the black male vote. And I and I have a problem with them being used in this way because these people wouldn't piss on them if they were on fire. I, I think you're right. I think the Trump administration saw that they could gain something out of having Ice Cube as sort of a partner, but they didn't really want to partner with him. They wanted to bring him in. He's not going to do the perp walk like uh, like Steve Harvey and Kanye did. He's not going to do that. He's not stupid enough to do that. But they got him to come in, talk to the administration, and then tweet about it. Mm-hmm. That's all they wanted. They wanted to, to have that tweet so that they could reduce his influence among voters. Because he was talking to people the entire quarantine. He'd been on this political thing the entire quarantine. And, you know, a lot of people were listening to what he was saying. You know, um, I think he had a he has a lot of great points about how we use our vote and uh, that I agree with him on a hundred percent, but do you not get Trump the fuck out of there? No, that, that's like, that's first and foremost, but you do have to look down the ballot and that's the part that they don't want. They don't want you to look down the ballot. There's a website called ballotpedia where you can go and you can look at the ballot you're going to be voting on come election day. Or if you're voting early, you can look at the ballot before you get to the voting booth, which is very important because a lot of times you go in there and there's a list of judges names you've never seen before. You've never heard of these people. Mm -hmm. There's no campaign slogans. There's no commercials, none of that shit. But if you go on this website, you can actually research these people and know who they are, what they stand for, who they're putting in jail, how they feel about criminal um, uh, justice reform. You can know all of that. So that is an important part of what his message was. But the Trump administration, what Cube did not see coming was that regardless of not of whether he showed up for the press photo, they were able to use him in the same fucking way. Right. We got another Negro. We, he's working with us. Right. So you should be working with us, too. It's the same reason why I didn't want to have a, any black Trump supporter on the show talking about political views because that's all they're here to do is they're going to spew they're going to talk their talking points it has nothing to do with truth reality or you know it has nothing to do with that so invite them on on november 5th and see what they if they want to come on still um after he loses but i'm not trying if to lose like that if you this, this just in this just in 50 cent 50 cent just endorsed trump 50 Cent just endorsed Trump. <laughs> this just in, ladies and gentlemen. 50 who gives a fuck yeah, said. You know, I can't, Trump. I can't, I can't take 50 seriously with this because 50, 50 will troll you in a minute for some attention. And he's really smart about it. So I'm not taking 50's endorsement seriously. 50 knows what he's doing and 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 really smart guy. So 
<laughs> this, this is just really not 50 Cent endorses Trump. He endorses the crazy white man, endorses him. This just you know, if, if, if Cube had gone to congressional Republicans or if he had gone to state Republicans, um, California state Republicans, um, with whatever his plan was, I think it would have been better accepted. But once you get into bed with the Trump administration, nobody's really fucking with you like that. I mean, and I, I, I like Cube, and, I, and at this point, he got bamboozled. Yeah, he did. Because he knows how he knows how dirty the music business is. He knows how dirty Hollywood is, but he didn't know how dirty uh, fucking politics was. Mm. And they and they then they took him to the cleaners, unfortunately. And they took a lot of his power away. That Not a lot. I, I I think he he can bounce back, but I I think for me he has to do put in the work. And he's got to do another Friday. You're right, <laughs> Chris Tucker. Where are you, Chris, Chris Tucker? Tucker back. That's, that's <laughs> the only way back in Cube. Because Tucker is your is your only hope now. He's, he's done way too much in in terms of good work for our Bring community. back Smokey. Cool. What did we learn today, fellas? That I didn't get a break. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't saying the union is dead. The union is dead. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I learned that Mac is still enamored with white people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I've learned what I already knew that uh, y'all have y'all have no uh, correlation to the facts. It's fine. It's great. It's great. You know what's funny about all that? Sometimes I say things just to see how you guys are feeling, and you assign it to me instead of just having the dialogue around the thing. I'm not saying necessarily I feel this way. I'm like, what about this, so we can have the dialogue, and you guys assign it to me. Instead of just saying, well, okay, I'm going to put that at face value and let's talk about it. But that's okay. It's cool. It's all right. Because yeah, it's not necessarily be, my You'd be trying to Candace always the situation. Like, <laughs> don't, so, don't take it from a, a white savior perspective. I mean, I yeah. said it, but I didn't say it. Say it. Yeah, about that. Yeah. All right, everybody. Listen, thank you so much for listening to the, another crazy episode of Decoding 40. We appreciate you. We love you, and I love black people. What is she doing with her so, mouth? I don't, what is that? I don't even know what he's doing. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. He's, Peace. he's watching only Zoom. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. <laughs>